Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, welcome to Sunday Stories. My name is Deacon Lorena, and I love to share good stories with you. Merry Christmas. Yep, it's still Christmas. There are 12 days of Christmas. So if you feel a little sad because you think Christmas is over, cheer up because there are still a few days to go. A few more days to enjoy the beautiful decorations and to play with your favorite gifts before heading back to school. Speaking of gifts, one of my favorite gospel stories is from today's Gospel of St. Matthew. The story of the Magi bringing the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to the child Jesus. There are so many things to love about this story. The discovery of the meaning of the beautiful star, the adventure of the journey east, the tricks of King Herod, and the joy of finding the newborn king at long last. You see, the Magi are people who live in a land far away from Bethlehem, who study the night sky looking for new stars and other heavenly bodies like planets. One night, they see a bright light in the eastern sky and wonder, what does this star mean? It has to be a sign, a sign that there is a new ruler in the east. Let's follow the star and see, they say to each other. No one knows for sure how many magi travel to the land in the east, but we say there are three because of the three gifts. Getting to the land in the east takes many months, so the wise people load up their camels with lots of food and everything they need for the journey. At long last, the Magi arrive in Jerusalem where King Herod is in charge. Because they are visiting from another land, they decide it is best to check in with King Herod first, so they go to his palace. Once inside, the Magi politely ask, Where is the new king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the eastern sky and have come to give him gifts. Now, this is surprising news for King Herod. And he is upset, but pretends not to be, and asks his advisors where the new king is to be born. After talking with each other, the advisors tell King Herod, in Bethlehem of Judea, according to the prophet of God. When Herod returns to the Magi, he asks them, When did the star first appear? Then he says, Go to Bethlehem and find the new king. On your way back home, stop here and tell me where he is. I want to bring him gifts too. That night, the Magi leave the palace. They follow the star to the house in Bethlehem, where Mary, Joseph, and the child Jesus live. When they go in, the Magi find Mary with Jesus. Then they unpack the camel and present the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That night before leaving Bethlehem, the Magi have a dream in which they are warned not to return to King Herod. So, being wise people, 
they do not go to Jerusalem, but go home by another way. Now we remember the Magi's journey as part of the Christmas story, and that's fine. But the church gives this amazing story its own special day called Epiphany. Every year, at the end of the 12 days of Christmas, we celebrate how the Magi travel to honor Jesus with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And as we listen to the story of their journey, we can't help but wonder about some things. Like how long is the journey? What does the star look like? How many people traveled with the Magi? How many camels are there? In today's Sunday story, we hear about one camel and his journey to Bethlehem with the Magi, how he feels about carrying gifts to a baby king, and how, by journey's end, his feelings change forever. Let's listen to today's Sunday story. The Last Straw by Frederick Thierry. Hosh Makaka, the old camel, was asleep in the desert night. He dreamed of all the water in the world and a hump that would hold an entire sea. Hearing voices, Hosh Makaka opened one eye. Hosh Makaka, Hosh Makaka. Reluctantly, Hosh Makaka opened the other eye. Why should I wake up? He grumbled. The sand whirled up into the moonlit sky. You have been chosen, the voices whispered. The sand seemed to shift again. You will carry gifts to a baby king. Who are you? Hosh Makaka wanted to know, for he was an old camel and felt he had earned his sleep. You will carry frankincense, myrrh, and gold. The wise men have chosen you. Hosh Makaka got up very slowly. Why me? If these men are so wise, don't they know about my joints, my gout, my sciatica? What did you say I am to carry? How much will it weigh? Besides, I have other commitments. There's a water drinking competition in Wrangal. Then I really must go to the cud chewing convention in Beamish. The sand blew furiously, cutting into the black night. Hushmakaka was startled and decided he had better do as the voices said. Who knew what made the sand move like creatures with great wings? When do I start? He asked carefully today. With that, the sand voices disappeared and it was morning. It was still early as the servants of the wise men placed the precious gifts onto Hoshmakaka's back. The young camels ran to their good friend. They all looked up to him because he was old and they thought him wise. You must be a very special camel, they sighed. I am special, Hoshmakaka puffed out his chest in pride and then said something a little foolish. I'm not so old. 
I'm still as strong as ten horses, and I have been chosen to carry rich gifts to the new baby king. Can we come too? asked the youngest camel, who never wanted to be left behind. Aren't we your friend? shouted another. You can walk beside me, Hoshmakaka replied in his most regal voice. And the long journey began. At noon, a herd of mountain goats came into view. Hoshmakaka thought that they had come a long way from their mountain home in the north. What do you want? Hoshmakaka called out. We have heard tell of the new king who is to be born. Please take our humble gift with you. It's milk for the king. You want me to carry milk? Hoshmakaka sputtered in shock. I am not a milk-bearing camel. I am not ordinary like you. The young camels chorused. No, he is not ordinary. They looked up to him with their big brown eyes. He's strong. Why, he's as strong as ten horses. Hoshmakaka muttered to himself, Oh, my joints, my gout, my sciatica. Aloud, he said grandly, Give me your gift. At one o'clock, he was stopped by a family of millers. Look, said the youngest camel, they're carrying bags of ground corn. Do you suppose they're for the new king? They will have to carry it themselves, Hoshmakaka replied. They can follow the star like the rest of us. The young camels crowded around Hoshmakaka eagerly. But you're so strong. You're as strong as ten horses. Hoshmakaka felt weary just looking at the bags, but he said to the millers, Give me your bags. I'll carry them. At two o'clock the next day, young ladies gave Hoshmakaka their fine silks. At least they don't weigh much, he thought. At three o'clock, an old man in fine clothes gave him two rare birds in silver cages. At four o'clock, some merchants gave him pillars of oak that came all the way from Lebanon. At five o'clock, a group of bakers gave him their finest sweetmeats and pastries. At six o'clock, the sun finally went down and the crowds melted into the coming night. Hoshmakaka gratefully sank into the sand. In the kind darkness, he didn't have to pretend he was as strong as ten horses. Hoshmakaka became aware that it didn't seem as dark as usual. He looked up and saw the splendor of the skies and the special brightness of the star he had been following. He fell asleep, wondering about the sand voices and the wings he had thought he could almost see. But the sun rose over the desert hills. It was hard to remember the wonder of that star, for the new day brought new pains and new burdens for Hoshmakaka. I don't think I will make it. I can't carry any more. My legs are getting weaker. My gout, my sciatica, my joints. I'm too loaded down. Word of the caravan had spread like sand before a desert wind. 
People lined the route holding their gifts for Hojmakaka to take to the baby king. There were jars full of honey and baskets of money. There were jewels and beads and large rolls of leather. And last but not least, there were twenty jars of wine. Hojmakaka moaned to himself, This will bring me to ruin this fruit of the vine. But the youngest camel cried out, Look, there, it's Bethlehem. You've made it, Hoshmakaka. You are as strong as ten horses. Hoshmakaka knew he could do it if he did not stop until he arrived at the spot beneath the star. He could, he knew he could. Just then, out of the growing darkness, a small voice said, I have a gift for the baby. Hoshmakaka looked down on a tiny child. Please, child, no more gifts. It has no weight. It's long and light. It's for the king who is born this night. It's little, the child added. Too little is too much, Hoshmakaka whispered. Didn't I hear them say you were as strong as ten horses? asked the child. Well, yes, I am, sort of, but my joints, my gout. Hoshmakaka looked carefully into the child's eyes, and his heart melted. Yes, child, give it to me, this smaller-than-small gift. What harm can it do? It's for his bed. It's all I have. No problem at all, said Hoshmakaka bravely, if foolishly. All this time, Hoshmakaka had kept walking because he knew if he stopped, he could not start again. Now he could see that the star shone down upon a lowly stable. Child, do it now. Place your straw upon my back as I approach the new king. Hoshmakaka entered the stable. My knees are loosening my legs. They wobble. My back is breaking. Will this last straw cause me to fall? And with that, Hoshmakaka fell to his knees. Oh my, he thought. This is no way for a camel to behave. They will say that Hoshmakaka, the weak camel, Hoshmakaka, the proud camel, should not have traveled this far. The wise men noticed Hoshmakaka, and quickly they too knelt. They're mocking me now, falling down on their knees, heads bent over like gnarled old trees. Then, from the humble manger, a tiny hand reached out and touched Hoshmakaka. His pain seemed to disappear. He could no longer feel his burden. Hoshmakaka whispered to the baby, Hosanna from Hoshmakaka. Accept these gifts kindly. They come from far and wide, brought by a beast who once acted blindly. From that time on, there was no burden, great or small, that Hoshmakaka would not gladly carry.
It's fun to imagine that a camel named Hoshmukaka carried the precious gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to the baby Jesus. It's fun to hear how he feels about being asked to do such an important job, how at first he brags about how strong he is. Then, not wanting to disappoint all the young camels who look up to him, he allows more and more gifts to be piled onto his back, trudging on and on until he realizes too late that he is carrying more than he can manage. All along the journey, he proudly does his job, but he really does not enjoy what he's doing at all. He thinks only of how much work he's being asked to do and how much it hurts his joints, his gout, his sciatica. What drives him on is the fear that if he stops, he will fail, and to fail is just too painful to imagine more painful even than carrying all those gifts on his back. So he trudges on until finally he arrives. And then the child Jesus touches him. And just like that, Hoshmakaka no longer feels his burden, even though it was all still on his back. I love this story about Hoshmakaka the camel because when he finally arrives at the stable, still thinking only of himself and the burdens on his back. The baby Jesus reaches out and with one tiny touch changes Hoshmakaka. This story helps me to think less of myself and more about the tiny baby King Jesus. The tiny baby who is God's gift to us and changes us, changes me too, so that I want to whisper, Hosanna, accept these gifts kindly brought by someone who once acted blindly. So throughout the next few days of Christmas, as I enjoy the presents I unwrapped on Christmas morning, I'm going to remember the gifts of the Magi given to honor the child Jesus. And I want to offer him gifts of my own too. Let us pray. Loving God, we offer to you these gifts, ears to listen to your word, voices to give you thanks, hands to help others in need, and hearts to love you. Help us to always remember that your love for us knows no limits, that it reaches up into the heavens and to the deep of the oceans. As we celebrate Epiphany, we ask that you bless each of us with the gift of your spirit so that we may help shine your light out into the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.